Hello and welcome to the Elevate with Elena podcast. I'm your host, Elena, a certified self-love and codependency coach, aka your healing hype girl. And my mission is to help women learn to love and accept themselves fully, unconditionally, and wholeheartedly. First of all, I'm so proud of you for being here and showing up for yourself because that is truly the first step in realizing that you are meant for more and you deserve the absolute most fulfilling and abundant life possible. Second of all, I'm here to provide a space of non-judgment, vulnerability, connection, and trust by serving as a friend, guide, and mentor to help you get where you want to be in all areas of life, which all truly begins with the relationship you have with yourself. In this podcast, we will dive deep into topics like self-love, obviously, codependency, trusting yourself, confidence, relationships, boundaries, self-care practices, and so much more. I'll tell you right now, this isn't going to be some cheesy self-care podcast. We are going to get real, get raw, get honest, but also lean into the lightness and love that is in each and every one of us as we explore and elevate ourselves together. Think of this as a fun, juicy mix of self-awareness, growth, spirituality, and curiosity. So get ready for the ride of your life because your self-love journey is just that continuous, wild, emotional, exhilarating ride of your life. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be a part of it. Welcome back to Elevate with Elena. I'm so excited to be here. I have a really special human that our friend Zach introduced us actually over Instagram. So we've never met in real life, but we've been meaning to connect with each other for probably a few months now. And I'm so excited the time has finally come that we can get to know each other because I just feel like there's definitely like some sort of like soul connection. I feel like we're definitely like very similar in what we bring forward as far as like healing services, but also like who we are as humans. Like we just seem to be like someone who really lives their life out from their heart and wants to help people and guide them along in their own journeys. So mm-hmm. super excited to be here and to have this conversation with Ella Leopold. She is a movement and meditation teacher. I actually don't know where you're based. Where are you? I'm in Dallas. Dallas. I wish I would have came to Costa Rica. No, here and we'll record another episode together. But um, yeah, I'm so excited to have you here and to share your story with the listeners and what you're all about. So feel free to introduce yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Like we were just talking, I feel a little dusty, a little crusty in the Zoom world. And just even being back in the podcast space, Jesus space, it always feels so good. But yeah, like Elena said, my name is Ellen. I currently live in Dallas, Texas, and I've lived here since 2016. I really just say that so I don't do the math, but I think that would make it seven years. I teach meditation and movement full time. I've done that for the last five years. And I've taught a lot of different forms of movement. I started with indoor cycling. Then I did reformer Pilates. And then like a map-based kind of sculpt format. And then I got local nodes, went through a meditation, 200-hour teacher training, and then a 200-hour yoga teacher training. And now I pretty much do a lot of yoga and deep stretch and just kind of nervous system regulation type of classes and experiences. And now I'm here with you on this beautiful Thursday. And I get to look at what day it was. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, where am I? What time is it? 
Oh my gosh. Seriously. I feel like, I mean, I didn't really know your entire background, but like we do have so much like overlap of like similar mm-hmm. things we've done. Like, I mean, I've done Pilates for so long because I was a dancer growing up. So that was like part of like my training was like Pilates. Everyone. Right. And then like I was a fitness instructor, general manager at a fitness studio for a couple of years. That's like how Zach and I know each other, actually. Yeah. I mean, like meditation, the like regulating nervous system work, like that's something I'm like kind of diving more into personally, but also like sharing out with other people now, too. So I knew I knew there was going to be some connection. So I'm super excited to share this space with you and just be here with you. Yeah. 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 So something I lo- I've been trying to do recently, sometimes I forget, but I'm not going to forget today. I really would love to open the space to share something that's come through like maybe in the last week that's felt like love or felt like abundance to you. And I can go first too to like break the ice. But I was thinking about this. It's really easy to find uh, moments of abundance in Costa Rica, I feel, just because like you're surrounded by nature. So it's like there's so much abundance in nature. Um, but like I just moved into a new place for the next six weeks and I just walk out to like an ocean view every single day and like I just it's incredible I don't I always feel like I'm like bragging about it I don't know why I feel like feel guilty I don't, no why don't I just don't soak it in second soak it up yeah yeah so it's been so incredible I've like literally been getting emotional like most mornings like being able to see that view and just like having so much gratitude in my heart for where I am right now. And the first day I was actually here, I, I literally felt like a, a kid on like Christmas morning, like waiting. And I woke up so early so I could really watch the sunrise. Uh-huh. Uh, go to the view in my new space. It was so beautiful, like light pinks and like blues. And then mm. as I was watching or just looking out in the space, this little like toucan came. I've never seen a toucan here. It was my first in real life. Oh like, my gosh. There was so a tree cool. like right in front of the like ocean view. And he just like perched himself up there, like huge yellow bee. And it, mm. it was like welcoming me, like, hello. Like, oh, welcome. I love that. But so like uh, I don't know, like magical, honestly. So that was my moment of abundance. It was just so, so cool. I was just like, man, oh, I couldn't even believe it. What a gift. So I'm sure there's moments, like you said, are not few and far between. I'm sure they're just like every. All the time I'm walking out. Oh, I mean, no. don't get me wrong, though. This is something I've been like wanting to talk about, too, because like it appears so like beautiful and magical to like live in a new place. But I feel like people don't like talk about like the hard parts of like also being out in nature, like bugs. I just I'm having a hard time with the bugs. The outdoor oh, kitchen at night is like kind of yeah. a well but like i'm also like there's so many amazing things too it's just like i I always need to like bring a little truth into it too because like yeah it's mm-hmm. like there's also like things i'm not i'm kind of struggling with personally that i'm like okay totally like, regulate the nervous system breathe it's fine yeah, but, yeah i'm human too so anyways <laughs> that's so good just to bring a little balance to the spectrum yeah. it's not all Quite balance yeah. and light and sunshine and rainbow exactly well, I love your riddled glenware. Mine was probably the first thing that came to mind was a moment last week in a class on Tuesday night. I teach a class that's just candlelit and it's a kind of slower flow with sound at the end. And it's always a really good group. And there was like five birthdays in the room. 
And yeah, it was so fun. And there's just so much love in the room. And oftentimes just in class, there'll be just different moments where I'm just like brought to tears. And that was definitely one of those moments. And that always really shows me too, when I'm really plugged into my heart versus just kind of going through the motion. Because even in a vinyasa class at my studio, there's always kind of this moment where people just flow freely and you just kind of turn the music up and let them go for like a minute or so. And more times than not, that part of class always kind of makes me tear up. It's just beautiful to watch people just move and just kind of feel connected and feel strong and just feel present in their body and not like resisting themselves, you know? And so uh, it's always a nice little glimmer. But my my moment was probably last week in class with all those birthdays and just feeling all the love in the room. I can like feel the love like radiating off of you talking about how it's such a beautiful glimmer and so much love. Seriously, like what a special place to be celebrating birthdays with so many people too. And I love the intuitive movement too, like being able to just actually like tap into your body, connect with yourself and like just move. Don't think yeah. about it. Like using your head, you're totally just using like your heart and just letting yourself. Yeah. Move. It's so beautiful. So thanks for sharing that. I love it. Thank you for asking. Yeah. See, it always just kind of like warms your heart. It's such a good place to start. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think too, it's so easy for us to kind of dial in all the things we haven't done yet or like just all the places that we're not or we're lacking. And so it's always nice just to kind of have that redirection and refocus to like things that went well. In your present moment, yeah. that's beautiful. And it can be like such yeah. moments too. Like, mm-hmm. like those I feel like are very simple moments, like in the grand scheme of things, but like that can change like your whole trajectory of like a day or like an hour, you know, just like how For you sure. live life in that moment. So For sure to go there and i think it also helps me like when i think and like bring these things forward it also like keeps me more present you know mm-hmm. like oh, how can i find abundance in the world around me or how can i find more love in the people around me mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's just a good way to think about things i think but yeah it's always a good little check-in too because i feel like there's time where someone will ask you a question like that like what's something good that's happened in the last week and you just go blank and your mind is like nothing yeah so not true true yeah but we just kind of like glaze over all this happening so it needs to be something really big you know like like, it has to be like something you achieved or like you like made a job change or you like got into a new relationship or like did try but like it can be in the small moments too and i think that's really what where the magic lives on mm-hmm. small mm-hmm. little glimmers, like you called them. Mm-hmm. I love that. I've got a question for you. How are you taking care of yourself? Every day, every week, every month. You know, a lot of us go to therapy, which is a great way to take care of our emotional health, our mental health. And... Some of us maybe get massages every month or get our nails done or do a little self-care with like a face mask every single week. There's so many different things that we can do for our self-care routine. I think something that's missed is how we reset and take care of our energy. That is why I personally love Reiki and why I practice Reiki because 
the energy and the things that get stuck in your energetic field and in your body, whether that be like trauma or emotions or other people's energy or things that we just do not need anymore, like we've outgrown, that all gets stuck in your energetic field. And the only way we can really tap into some of that or some of the, maybe the easiest way we can tap into that is through Reiki, through energy healing, because you focus on the seven main centers, the chakras of energy, and you cleanse, you allow energy to flow, you work through some blockages and stagnant points and let that all go. It's like a full body reset. And on the other side of it too, like it makes you feel like you just got a massage or just took some time to meditate. Like it's so relaxing and rejuvenating. So if you've wanted to experience Reiki or you want to experience it again, that is actually something that I offer. And I do my energy sessions with an energy reading ahead of time. I have you fill out a form. So I kind of get an idea of where your energy is at before we actually meet. I perform the energy healing, the energy reading through the virtual platform, Zoom. And then we can discuss anything that comes up. It's kind of like intuitive coaching and guidance at the same time. So it's like a, an all-in-one, one-on-one coaching session with energy reading and healing. It's freaking beautiful. I love it. And I love guiding people along in that journey. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, sign up with the link in the show notes or DM me and we can set up a time to chat through what that might look like for you. All right. Sending you lots of love and light back to the episode. So yeah, I mean, this is a self-love podcast, speaking of love. So I would love to talk a little bit more about what self-love means to you personally and how you've learned to like cultivate more love for yourself. Yeah. So to me, self-love feels like loving all parts of me, you loving all parts of you and really taking the time to get to know parts of ourselves and why we are the way we are, why why we carry pain, why we carry attachment, why we carry unresolved emotions. And just there's this type of therapy called internal family systems. And that really, really helped a lot for me last year. And I had done therapy before, but that, that really kind of helped all of the dots connect. And Is that the same? I don't know if you're familiar. Blue constellations? Is that the same? No. So it's this kind of idea that you, within the walls of your body is a family system. There's like your capital S self. And that's the part of you that is always calm, compassionate, curious, connected. There's like eight Cs. I'm kind of liking on the rest. I don't know. Where is that from? Those Those eight Cs. So you might have heard it in parts work because parts work is kind of derived from internal family systems to my understanding. But yeah, that's probably where you've heard it. And it's just kind of like talked about in the therapy world. Yeah. But then we have all these different parts and we have these manager parts and these kind of like protector parts. And it's just a really beautiful way to get to know yourself on a really deep level. And so that's been super beneficial for me to like truly, truly love who I am and not just love the external portrayal of who I am but I really feel like 
I just have this like internal relationship with my younger parts and with my future parts. And I feel like for so long, there was so much chaos inside of my system and just so many different parts that were kind of working against each other. And I feel like in the last few years, I've just really kind of found this like harmony inside of my system. And it's really resulted in me just kind of being quieter in the world because I think for so long I was so loud because I felt like I had so much to prove in order to yeah in order to feel loved and I have a really big just father wound I didn't know my father at all and I still don't and I feel like I spent so much of my childhood just feeling so much shame I can cry even right now just when I really think about that little girl but just I had so much shame and just confusion around like why I didn't have a normal nuclear family. Especially thinking back to however many years ago that was living in the Midwest, like everyone was mom and dad and white picket fence and, you yeah. know, so it was just kind of confusing. And so I just spent so much of my life just trying to be the biggest and the brightest and just to get people to see me and affirm me in some way. But I feel like in the last yeah, few years, I've just really found that affirmation from within. And yeah, and I just, I love the little girl in me so much. And I just always want to protect her and take care of her. And so I think that's a huge component of self-love for me. It's just inner child work constantly. And yeah. Like this kind of hard work and internal family systems is kind of just like a forever dance. It's never like a check mark or it's never fully complete. And so, so I love about this work and it is it's just kind of forever. It's just kind of a part of our process of being alive. Mm. And so I love when people call life brutal, like brutal, beautiful. Oh, in one word. I've heard that before. Brutal. <laughs> See, one of my best friends always say that. Yeah. That's so. Yeah. So that, yeah. That's really what self love is to me. Mm, that's so beautiful. Not face melts. Oh, that's so for sure. <laughs> so beautiful. All of the, all of the parts that make you who you are today. Like, thank you so much for sharing that and being so open and vulnerable to, to discuss those parts of you too. Cause I think. I mean, there's so much strength in that. And I think it's really hard sometimes to talk about it, though, because there is like shame built around it or, you know, pain or trauma and different things. But like bringing it up to the surface, I think it allows you to like really just find the truth in it, though, and like mm-hmm. find peace in that, too. I think that's like mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing I've found personally of like being vulnerable it's actually super terrifying for me to be vulnerable. I'm still working. I don't terrifying is an extreme word. It's hard for me to be vulnerable mm-hmm. because I think I open up this space so much for other people to be vulnerable. And I like feel very comfortable, like, you know, being like the one that holds the space for others. But when it comes to being vulnerable, it's really challenging and it's something I'm yeah. working on. So yeah, I just, I just want to honor that in you because I, I know how hard that is to be vulnerable. And so I appreciate you being open and honest with where you came from and where you're at today and just finding all the the beauty in that so yeah I want to I want to go more into the inner child because you were like lighting up talking about loving your inner child so much Mm -hmm. and I think it's something that it is going to be like an ongoing process for everyone like Mm -hmm. that that child in you that 
maybe didn't feel seen or didn't feel heard or listened to or I don't know, like abandonment things I know come a lot from like being like a child or not feeling good enough or worthy. And like you said, like you needed to, but you felt like you needed to prove yourself for so long. And I can Mm -hmm. still relate to that. Like I'd still catch myself sometimes and like, who am I doing this for? Like, Mm -hmm. do I really want to do this? Or is this feel like what I need? Like, is this something I feel I need to do to prove something? Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's like my capital self, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's, so yeah I just want to I would love to talk more about like inner child work and like what's helped you really embrace like the inner child and protect the inner child yeah so it's definitely been an evolution over the last few years I would say in the beginning a few years ago all of my interactions with my inner child inner children was all like very emotional and kind of deep and heavy and now, when I think of spending time with her, it's so much play and so much light. And I know she just loves to dance. And I always used to ride my bike. And so, like, I just recently got a bike and I live right by a lake. I've been going on bike rides. And I just know that this season of healing for me is just all about play and just having fun. And, like, I think There's I, I being on a bike, seriously. I rode a bike yes, indoor, to- outdoor. It just, it feels so good. It's so freeing. I feel like yes. a child. Like I feel like it like yes. really catapults you back to childhood or something. It's crazy. Anyway, it totally does. So yeah, I feel like that's my work in this season. Like also me and my friends like to go indoor skating sometimes. And like that's so fun. There's like a skating rink. It's like Yes. So that's super fun. And so me and my friends were all just trying to like do new things that are just fun like that. Especially living in a city like Dallas where it's a lot of like just drinking and going out to eat and like that kind of culture. Um, I have some friends that were just like actively kind of because those things are out there. There's plenty of fun things to do. You just have to kind of go searching for them. So that's truly how I feel like I'm taking care of my inner child in this season is just like letting her dance more and trying to get in more dance classes and and just have more fun play i love that that's so good yeah and so i feel like especially like with like the society we live in i mean specifically the u.s i think that can be so lost because it's Mm -hmm. such a culture of like I have to do this. I have to work. I have to show up a certain way. I need to be like, it's like hustle. It's like, go, go, go. Like, mm-hmm. call the move. But it's like, where's the fun in like what you're even doing? You're like, you were kind Literally. of mentioned this. Like, it's like going through the motions rather than like mm-hmm. living life from your heart and like your heart, yeah. like wanting to play. It's wanting to have fun and be present and like enjoy time and connection with other people. Mm-hmm. I think that like really stems down to like your inner child, like who you like your pure self is, you know, like mm-hmm. that's really what we're like craving. Mm-hmm. And like, I think, yeah, it's like switching your perspective sometimes. Like, I don't know. Like, why are we doing the things that we're doing? Like, yeah, okay. there needs to be some discipline and like work has its place. Like you have to have a livelihood. You have to make money and blah, blah, blah. I guess. When you're just <laughs> school, I know, right? It's like doing it. <laughs> I don't know. But like when that becomes your whole life, it's like, I don't know. Let's just not, it's not a way I would want to live personally, but I think a lot of people get stuck in that. And I also used to be that way too. So 
I still catch mm-hmm. myself sometimes. I'm like, I don't know. Where's the joy in this? Totally. So, yeah. I think that's a really, really crucial thing that you brought up. I also feel like my, so I have a dog named Bear and I feel like anything I do with him is just another tether of connection to my inner child. Because I just always wanted the dog growing up. And so, yeah, I just feel like any time with him, it's like, oh my gosh, like little Ella would have loved Bear so much because he's just a big snuffle up again. What kind of dog? And he's a golden doodle. Oh, cute. Yeah, so he's just big and fluffy and big stuff. Yeah. I feel like I have a glimmer of happiness with him definitely once a day, whether it's like on our walk around the lake or just staring at him. Yeah, literally. <laughs> just like brings heart into your, or love into your heart. Like just looking at him, sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. many glimmers. I feel like that's like what it's all about. It keeps coming back to like finding the glimmers in your life. So I'd anyway, love to know a little bit more about glimmers in your life and like how you got into like the work that you do and like what you provide for other people because I'm sure there's a lot of like glimmer in that and I'm like getting so many tingles in my head talking about this I feel like that's definitely the the direction we should go so yeah 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 I feel like I tell the story all the time but I feel like it's a really big part of my journey so I'll probably just have to keep telling it forever probably I'm writing out my talk for this retreat I'm going on and I'm like diving into the same journey again. I'm like, how many times am I going to have to talk about it? But I think it's like a big part of who we are. So yeah, I I feel you. For sure. So I was teaching fitness full time and I was doing cycling and sculpt. And then at another studio, I was doing reformer Pilates and I was just teaching probably too much. And there's kind of this, I don't want to say epidemic, but there's kind of a situation of fitness instructors that get vocal notes or they lose their voice because there's not that much education around proper breathing technique and yep. proper like speaking from your diaphragm and not yelling from your throat and just kind of all of that vocal hygiene. Even just thinking back to at the time, I would teach a 5.30 a.m. class. On my way there, I would drive through Starbucks, get like a venti cold brew. I would slam a cold brew, not oh. warm up my vocal cords and just get on a bike. And oh I my go, gosh. I could be to this so hard though. Like, oh. what am I doing? I'm like trying to yell in a class and I like haven't even talked yet. I'm like, what is burning on my voice at 6 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. But again, like there's no like, education no. around that. There's no like, okay, so if you're teaching early, let's drink them warm or room temperature fluids let's do some like humming make sure you kind of take some deep breaths and get some kind of energy moving through your kind of vocal channel mm-hmm. but there's just none of that in the car and that was like my way Dang. of getting to yeah it's more humming then oh yeah yeah <laughs> and especially too for like cycling specifically just ergonomically when you're hinging forward on a bike it's really hard to take like a deep Ah. diaphragmatic breath so a lot of times you're also your heart just like racing and so your breathing's really kind of short and shallow and in your chest most of the time but this isn't a breath lesson (laughs) i like breath lessons too that's important for sure it is so important and you know it's wild to me that breath and breathing isn't something that's taught just in health classes growing up and even just like for kids giving them tools and this is something that I'm so passionate about but 
giving them tools that like, if you feel anxious, overwhelmed, like teaching them to lengthen out their exhales or like humming or vocal toning or all these like tools we have inside of us that are free and could help battle people's system. But again, that's another tangent. Anyway. I'm totally on the same page as you. I mean, I just really started getting into like breath and like breath work this year and like the importance of it. And there's so much, yeah. so much there. So yeah, anyways. Yeah, absolutely. So all that to say, I got really bad vocal mode. My voice was like completely shot. It was, it was so hard on just my well-being because I don't have any family in Texas and at the time, I a lot of my best friends weren't here. So when you don't have a voice, you can't talk on the phone. Oh, yeah. And even just like going through a drive-through or just any kind of phone call and people couldn't hear me. It was just terrible. And I was in a constant roller coaster of like vocal rest and then teach, lose my voice, vocal rest. Yeah. And I started doing intense vocal therapy. And then I got put on like five I, days. At this point, full-time. Full-time. Teaching? Yeah. That's yeah. I was probably at like 20 classes a week between the two studios and vocal therapy. And then this is when I, before that, I was like just kind of crazy and just very dysregulated and just like a a little ball of fire. (laughs) And that whole time really opened up my eyes to like, I'll try anything. I'll do chiropractic. I'll do cranial sacral. I'll do network spinal entrainment. I'll start going to therapy. Like I'll do anything that's going to make better. And I just started realizing that it was all kind of connected and that I was go, go, going because of my like father wounds. And I was trying to be everything to everyone because of codependency and just kind of like learning these things and yeah, then I started going to these sound baths on Friday night. Because at the time I had also like stopped drinking. And so I didn't really know what to do on the weekends. And yeah. So me and some friends would go to sound baths. And it was the only place I could go where I didn't have to talk to anyone. So it was just amazing. I just got to lay there. And, and how I like that you're getting healed by sound when you like, yeah. you couldn't produce sound. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Anyways. And I would lay there and I would just sob. And that was one too, I felt like my whole body, my whole being was like softening enough that just these like residual emotions were just kind of like flushing. Like even just a lot of wounding around. My grandma was like my second parent growing up and she passed away when I was a freshman in high school. And that's when I really turned right away to booze and weed and boys and just anything that would kind of numb. And so in those sound baths, I would just weep and I could, I could feel that it was like grief around her. I would start to feel her presence a lot. I had a really wild experience where I'm not very visual in meditation. And suddenly I was like in her house and had this whole experience. And that was really wild. So anyways, I was just going like once a week. And then I kind of started doing like people do, you know, I got on Headspace. I started doing these like five minute meditations and just kind of like a little body scan. And I just really started to shift as a human. And like the people closest to me started to notice at first. I would say before I lost my voice, it was kind of like walking on eggshells with me. I was just kind of 
Mm. Yeah, like I said, I was kind of a hothead. I kind of was just like a leaf cannon. It's like unfiltered, really just textbook, just regulated, which is really fun. Like if you want a party girl who's like a no. yes girl. I'm going to say it. I wasn't a hothead necessarily, but like, because I feel like I kept all the anger within me. But I was totally like unfiltered, party girl, like, yeah, unpredictable. You don't really know what's going to yeah. happen. I always had the stories to tell. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. And I will say too, because some people listening to this will be like, well, I know she wasn't, but the people closest to me knew me as that. But definitely like, to the world, I've always kind of just like portrayed as just like happy sunshine. That is a big part of me. But there's also this like, this, and the Scorpio moon. So like my internal is just kind of dark in my cool page. Yeah. Yeah. So that to say, I just started shifting a lot and my voice started getting better. I was going to potentially have to get surgery or steroid shots and didn't have to do either of those. And so then I kept with the meditation and just kept kind of going deeper. And then I, this lady that owned this meditation studio had told me about a meditation teacher training. And she said, I really think that you should do this. And I was like, I just started. Like, I'm not, I don't even know anything yet. And she's like, exactly, go learn. Yeah. And so this 200-hour training that I did was phenomenal. And my teacher really taught us that, like, you don't just learn meditation. Like, you become meditation. And we're going to practice so much that it's just the fiber of your being. And that when people interact with you, they just feel that sense of ground, grounding and calm. And so I did that 200-hour teacher training, and that also really changed my life and deepened my practice. And I'll never forget the day I went there, and my teacher said, okay, today we're doing an hour-long Vipassana sit, and that means silence, like no music, no nothing. And at the time, I'm doing these like five, ten-minute guided meditations. I'm like, what the... Oh, but I remember getting to the end of that. I was like, I can do anything. And so going through that just really lit my heart on fire just to make meditation accessible for people. And then it really started to come full circle and people would talk to me about my voice all the time and how just kind of grounding and soothing it was for them. And so I feel like me and my little voice had been through a whole little journey together. And so, yeah, I was doing a lot of online meditation in 2020 and then we're pretty much doing that full time in 2021 and then in 2022 started working for a studio here in Dallas and have been kind of like planning roots again and not just being on Zoom but yeah that's kind of how I got here so really losing my voice is just a big part and really getting in those sound baths too and feeling how my system could shift so much and I would leave just feeling so relaxed and without needing to take any substance so that was really powerful and that's also why I love to facilitate sound now and that's a big part of what I do too and I just I love surfing sound and I love that I get to receive it too you I feel like tomorrow sound, night you too you do sound bath come again you do sound yes. bath with the bowls yeah yeah that's so cool. And so I used to, I used to do kind of sound baths all over Dallas. I would be lugging my bowls around in my car, my wagon. Like tomorrow night at the studio I work at, I'm doing a Reiki and sound with one of my friends. 
she goes around and gives great quality sound and that's a really nice experience. Okay, I have to tell you about one of my favorite apps that I use on the reg. It's called Audible. If you haven't heard of it, it's a place where you can enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one place. And me being the curious girl that I am, I want to literally know about anything, everything, all the time. So it's a great place for me to be able to listen to audiobooks about self-development, personal growth. Like I just got done with The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. Freaking loved it. She's the best. Talking about manifestation, spirituality, trusting and surrendering to the universe. But you can literally listen to anything from bestsellers, mysteries and thrillers, wellness, business, and so much more. Something I really also love about Audible is they have access to thousands of podcasts and also exclusive new series. So I know I listened to one from Mel Robbins and there's a few on there that I really love and those tend to be free, which is awesome. So if this is sounding interesting to you, as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog that they offer. First 30 days are free as a member. So this app makes it super easy to listen to anytime, anywhere, traveling, working out. Like I love to listen to it while I'm driving, getting chores done. You know me, multitasking, learning all the things while also getting stuff done. So if this sounds like something you would like to take part in, you can go to audibletrial.com slash elevate with Elena to begin your free trial. Happy listening. But yeah, I love sound because I always tell people it's really foolproof. Like even if you're kind of busy in your mind, it's such a physical experience that even if you feel like you never fully relax, your body is receiving the benefits of the vibrations. And um, yeah, and I've never met anyone who doesn't feel at least a bit more relaxed at the end of a sound bath. You know, you'd have to be really kind of white knuckling to get to the end of that. Don't that feel you feel relaxed, like especially late there for that long. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is I don't great. even remember what your question was, but hopefully I answered it. No, yeah, you definitely answered it. Yeah. And I, I wanted to know more about your journey too. So that kind of gave me more of an insight and the listeners an insight on how you got to where you are today and the vocal cord, like your vocal notes, I feel like were a big part of your healing too. Mm-hmm. And like how you've used that like almost to as like a gift now like I feel like that's always the case like you go through something you struggle but there's always a reason behind it like now you're like you have a grounding voice like I I felt that immediately when we got in our call together because we've never connected like this it's always been like over like messaging so like you never realize and I'm like oh so grounding and so like which helps me because I don't I don't feel like I'm a super grounded energy. I'm definitely more <laughs> airy and fiery, but like that's like also like my background, like who I am, like astrologically, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. So hey, um, we need it all. We can't just all be the eight. heavier, you know? We need yeah, it all. But that's like I think really crucial to like what you do of like meditation, like having that grounded presence is really important when people are being led through meditation like that's Mm -hmm. like trying to find within themselves so I I really was like so intrigued to know how you did meditation like full-time in 2020 like I just want to know more about that too like how is that how is that a thing for you so I used to do program so kind of just like naturally I'm all that's one thing about me I don't really like forecast that much in my life I just kind of either go where 
I'm invited or where people ask me to go or want me to do things. But whenever everything shut down, like the next day I did a Instagram live meditation. And then for a while, just like everyone, you know, I was doing Instagram lives. And then just energetically, Instagram just didn't feel good. Like people popping in and out, like comments and just, it just you know, felt kind of chaotic. And so then I started doing Zoom classes. People would just donate. It was honestly so janky. Like I would have like a Dropbox on Instagram. People would write their email. I would type their email and some like, Google Sheet, and I'd write these manual emails, sending out the Zoom link, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then I did, so people were really liking them. And I kind of teach like a hypnotic guided type of meditation. Mm-hmm. People really like them at night. And so people were like, we want more. We want like a two-week program. So I did a two-week program. And then at the end of that, I would always send out these feedback forms. And people said, we want to do it again, but for longer. So then I made this thing called The Experience. And that was in September of 2020. It was 30 days of live meditation classes. And then with some kind of movement woven in a little bit, like on Saturday mornings, we did like a sweaty, called like sweaty movement or something. It was kind of like a sculpt-esque class. People were mainly there for the meditation. But... I taught so much. I think I did two classes a day, Monday through Friday. Like we did like a morning and evening. And then I brought some friends in to do the four workshop. I also got fired from the studio that I had started teaching at during whenever, word, whenever I first started teaching the studio that I kind of like found myself at, I got fired during that time. So that was just a lot to go through. And then, so after the experience, then what did I do? I took a little break because I haven't just like, whoa, there was just a lot of life happening. And then I think I kept up with the classes. And then in 2021, I relaunched out the space with Ella and had a membership and had classes and, and eventually added on a platform and then was doing that. And I was really just kind of getting fatigued of like virtual everything, recording classes and just Zoom, you know, is a whole thing, especially when you're trying to make sound go through. And yeah, so then I kind of paused on that. And now I still have the platform and still have videos and stuff up there, but it's just been kind of um, on the back burner. But that's actually something that's really alive for me right now is just picking that back up and my mom is in Nebraska, so that was always a big uh, reason for me to keep going because the classes were really beneficial for her. And wow. so I would always say, like, I'll just teach for her. And then if anyone else wants to come and listen, that's great. So we were actually talking the other day and she was like, can you please find a time to start doing classes again? So I think I'm going to bring those back. But that's pretty much how I survived during that year. Well, <laughs> seriously. Wow. That's amazing. I love that you are just like, I'm going to do this for my mom. And if other people show up, that's great. I just feel like ah, it takes like the pressure off of like everything and like feeling like it needs to be. I don't know. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Like I know personally, like being in this space, it's like, 
does it really matter how many people come to something or is it more like the quality and like the fact that you're like living out like your purpose and like what you feel called to do and like what your heart is telling you to do i think that's so much more fulfilling but we can get so caught up in like i don't know like all these shoulds like it needs to be a certain way it needs to like be a certain amount of people it needs to be like i don't know yeah it's like having like that be our worthiness you know what i mean Mm -hmm. we have more people attend something that it means we're more worthy and it's like Mm -hmm. never about anything Mm -hmm. like if you're living your life out truly authentically to yourself like that's what feels about the best and i feel like it's just knowing that you're always worthy too like it doesn't need to come from all these external sources but Mm -hmm. yeah that's what came through for me at least when you were speaking so thanks for sharing all of that too i want to know more about your too i feel like there's like something really special and like your connection your relationship with your mom oh yes my mom is really amazing she was married when she had me she was young. I think she was 25. Yeah. And so we've just always been really close. And she is such a teacher of unconditional love. And for so much of my life, I tried to convince myself that I didn't have any pain around not having a father because my mom was so great. And yeah. so I would kind of like talk myself out of anyone feeling bad for me or me feeling bad for me. And so, yeah, she's really amazing. She's such a hardworking woman and she just like made a life and a living for herself doing sales. And actually in the last year or two, she got her real estate license. So for the last year, probably she's been working two full-time jobs, which is just wild, but she's amazing. And she just treats everyone with such kindness and I feel like the older I get, the more lucky I feel that I was raised by her and my grandma because they're just really good, kind people. And yeah, and I find this like in moments, like my natural reflexes, I feel like will mirror, imitate what I would have, what I think they would have done or yeah, they just always cared a lot about people. And I find myself so often just with a person checking me out at Trader Joe's or just a random person in passing will get to talking and then yeah I don't know I feel like they just taught me a lot about just caring about people and so she actually married my stepdad when I was in sixth grade and then they had my little sister Carly so I have a sister that's 12 years younger than me too Um, she's a really big part of my life too so yeah just wanted to close out the circle that my mom isn't still single, still single on the market. <laughs> She's taken. So. And you happen to have any older male clientele listeners? <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> I mean, she sounds like an incredible human, so I wouldn't doubt that people are like, hey, is she, is she available? But she no. is. She's so great. Yeah, that's amazing. I want to talk a little bit more to close out our conversation on what it's like living more from your heart and like living from an open space in your heart. You were already kind of like nudging that, like with being kind to other people and that kind of a thing. And that feels very like open and expansive to me, like heart wise. So when there are things that come through, like we all deal with like triggers and like, you know, things from the past, like a father wound or 
you know, relationships that might like test boundaries, different things like that. Like when you feel yourself closing off or like turning into like maybe protector mode, how do you lean more into like opening up your heart? And what does that feel like for you? Yeah. Great question. Opening my heart and keeping it open feels like first I have to return to self and just create that kind of anchor and stability mm. because living with an open heart can be such a wild ride. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having your heart open doesn't always mean joy. Sometimes it's like the most gut-wrenching heartbreak or pain and I feel like that all kind of goes under the umbrella keeping your heart open and I find those are definitely the seasons when I know I want to close off the most and just wrap my little heart up and protect and in those seasons I really just have to lean on this like capital C trust in God yeah and just like whatever higher power and source people believe in I feel like when we're really brought to our knees in life, it's a really great opportunity to get a little more intimate with that trust and just know that things that are supposed to be in your life will always make their way back in. And yeah, it's really courageous to live with an open heart. I think it's a lot easier to keep it closed and keep people at a distance. But I think kind of circling back to your point earlier about vulnerability I think having an open heart is letting people see you in kind of low moments and the moments when you don't have it all figured out and that's been huge for me in the last like six months and people also feel more connected to you when you allow them to see your messy kind of middle and that's something I feel like some, a lot of my friends have expressed to me, like, we feel like we don't get to see behind the curtain of like your mind and your heart. So that's something that I've really tried to just lean more on my friends in the last, yeah, really six months to a year and just letting them see those moments when I'm really just, like I said, down on my knees. And I think that is a really necessary part of living with an open heart. And I feel like when we're, when we let ourselves go to those lows and we don't like numb and we don't self-abandon or distract or get on our phone, it allows us to feel so much more joy. Yeah. And I know that that's like so cliche, like you got to feel the hard things to experience the good, but it's so true. And I feel like if you are willing to experience those low moments, then the happy moments can almost just bring you to tears you know and I was with a friend the other weekend and she's married now and has two young kids under the age of three and just her talking about them every time she would swell up with tears and it was just such pure love and her heart was so open and I know that she's gone through a lot to get that so for me it's just being willing to stay in the loans and know that they won't last forever because they're inevitable but they don't last forever. And that's the beautiful part too. You can just find that little kind of anchor of stability from within. Then we can just kind of ride those waves a little bit easier. I'm like literally tearing up, like hearing you talk. <laughs> it's so beautiful. 
And I didn't even think about the perspective of like vulnerability being from an open heart. I mean, it, I feel like for some reason in my brain in that moment, I was thinking like closed heart like means like all the, the the negative stuff, all the hard stuff. But like vulnerability is really hard. And like you're even thinking like a gut wrenching, like a heartbreak, like that can, mm-hmm. your your heart is wide open and exposed. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how can you remain open in that? Like that is, that's so hard. It's so brave and courageous and also so fulfilling too and i really do believe that this the same thing with like the duality and emotion like going through the low lows like allows you to experience the high highs like so much more like so much gratitude like that's how i feel like when i go out and like, mm-hmm. the view the ocean view i'm like i get brought to tears because i'm so grateful like it's like yeah. ooh, authentic like gratitude and like love and yeah joy and trust for like everything that's brought me to where I am right now, you know, in this moment. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Like that just seriously made me like, that like pulled at my heartstrings. So I I really needed to hear that. And I'm sure other people did too. So that was like such a beautiful note to end it on. But I want to give one last intuitive message if anything else is going to come through your heart that you want to share. I feel like something that was on my mind earlier that wanted to come through is just a reminder that you don't have to just be one thing or one-sided. And what I mean by that, me and one of my best friends, Brooke Conley, we always joke, we used to do some sound and Reiki events together. And before the events, we would be like eating Cheetos, drinking Coca-Cola, working, like listening to Megan the Stallion. And then we would like get all zipped up and cleaned up and do our awesome sessions but I feel like sometimes people just think that they have to be one thing or the other Um, like you can go to yoga and listen to rap music or whatever you know and even just with meditation and spirituality you know you can believe in God and go to a church and still meditate you know it's a form of prayer and I think there's so much beauty that lives in the gray area And that kind of like just fun space of like exploration. And I think especially after COVID, people got so black and white and rigid in their opinion and their belief. And so I feel like if we could all kind of like soften the edges of our belief and just kind of be willing to dance in that gray area and like try on some different hats and different glasses and see the world through someone else's perspective, I think would be really beneficial for all of us to be better human um but yeah just know that you don't have to even just like with alcohol too you know you can be like sober curious and then go to mexico and have a mezcal and like you know like you can you can do whatever you want sure but you don't i just think people get so rigid and structure and i just think there's so much beauty in the gray area and being all of it and most importantly too just to like have more fun like it's so easy for life as we get older and I see this and people older than me you can just kind of get so like lost in the rat race of just like paying the bill and keeping the kids alive and just like keeping your head down but truly at the end of the day relationship 
and living are like two of the most important things that we could ever focus on, you know? And um, yeah, so just finding more ways to have more fun and connect with people. And it's so easy, especially if you're single or you live alone, it's really easy for life to start to feel naturally isolating and we're not meant to live alone so just or if you don't live by your family just staying in close contact with your family i think it's so important if you have a good relationship with them mm-hmm. um but just have more fun and take good care of your people and that's really it oh so much goodness and all of your all of the things you just said i was like oh my gosh i feel like you're literally speaking like to my soul right now i need a great area and it's like the place to be and having fun like life is way too short people always say that but there's so much truth and cliches like life is too short i just had like someone that was younger than me that i knew growing growing up that just passed away and mm-hmm. it just really it brings life into perspective like mm-hmm. live like for today like because like you don't mm-hmm. know tomorrow's gonna come and whoop, i'm getting emotional but <laughs> yeah i think there's so much truth in that so having fun and I'm- like really honoring and nurturing your relationships is like i think what life is all about mm-hmm. And have some sort of moment each day that kind of like wakes you up, you know, because I know for myself, I never want a cancer diagnosis or a call that one died or something like that to happen to me. I wake up call to start living, you know, but unfortunately that sometimes we wait until that moment, you know, so maybe just have that little glimmer each day that kind of wakes you up to like what a gift it is to be here and to just be healthy and to get to experience this life and all that it has to offer and yeah oh you're such a light i'm so so glad we got to talk today like you brought so much emotion in this conversation and like i just i can feel like your love just radiating out i know other people can too so cheryl how can you connect with you thank you cheryl people can connect with your heart more seriously you're such a light yeah, so I am pretty much just on Instagram right now. My name is Ella Leopold, E-L-A-L-E-U-P-O-L-D. That's pretty much where I share everything I do. I host virtual classes, or if you're in Dallas, I do events here in classes, but that's where I am. Thank you so much, Ella. Seriously. It's Thank you so much. An amazing conversation and just getting to connect with you. And I'm so grateful. That's all I have. I mean, I just, I could go so far down like the road of like giving all this line. Just, I can just feel it. I can just feel it. So thank you so much. Received through the little screen. And shout out to Zach Donahue for connecting us because the last time I saw him, he said, I have someone you have to meet. I don't know why, but you have to meet. And I look forward to the day that we get to meet in person because I know that will definitely happen. Yeah. Because I didn't tell you this, but I also felt so connected with you on an energetic and soul level yeah and i've done things in the past with the word elevate and i used to host these classes that were called elevate and then like i've grappled i was like is my podcast supposed to be something with elevate so it's just like oh Sarah, this is, you know, when you reached out it's like the divine it's a divine connection for sure it really is yeah so thank you for your time thank you 
just like that, you have finished another episode of Elevate with Elena. Thank you so, so much for being here and showing up for yourself today. How can you support this community? I'm so glad you asked. Please rate and review this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you're loving, what's not working so much, so that I can make this the best space for you to be able to show up, to learn, to grow, and continue on in your own self-love journey. This is what it's all about. And if you know someone else out there who could use this inspiration, these messages, please share it out to them. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon.